Support for this show comes from Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence and Loom help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. What's up, guys? It's Harrison Phillips here, and you're listening to Nate and the Fellows on the Circle of the Wagons podcast on Buffalo Rumblings Podcast Network. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Go Bills, baby. Where else would you rather be than right here, right now? Let's go, Buffalo. Let's go, Buffalo. The Bills make me wanna. Welcome to the Circling the Wagons podcast, a podcast discussing the Bills all year round with interviews, news, recaps, and insightful fan discussion. Most times, here's your host and lifelong Bills fan, Nate. The Grinch does not steal Christmas from Buffalo Bills fans as the Bills win today in Gillette Stadium 33-21 to to take a firm grasp on the AFC East from the New England Patriots. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this recap episode of Circling the Wagons, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. I am your host, Nate, and we are going to discuss the Bills' victory today over the New England Patriots. We're going to go over our thoughts on the game, our stats of the game, uh, our sweet stats team last and plays of the game, our wall of famers and wall of shamers, uh, which we're going to read some from Twitter, and we're going to do a live Twitter Spaces uh, event too as well so hopefully we'll get some some reaction some audio from some listeners and some followers on twitter and we're going to do our uh weekly giveaway but first guys i mean the, the, it was just what an incredible game today it was the biggest game of the season so far for the bills i put it up on twitter i know for a fact because 89 percent of people said that this is the biggest game of the season even more so than the kansas city chiefs game because uh the division was within the grasp uh, you had to win today to to get the to win the division and to ensure yourself uh, hopefully uh, a home game in the playoffs, which is the most important reason to win the division at this point, especially if you're not going to get the number one seed. And the Bills did a great job today of of almost giving us heart attacks. First off, I'll say that it almost gave us several heart attacks. I don't know about you guys, but um, I it was it was a seesaw game back and forth, and you couldn't you know, breathe a sigh of relief until the very end, until the last drive or so by the Buffalo Bills. And what an incredible game to to beat against uh, Belichick for McDermott and the Bills, just to prove that they actually deserve the AFC East. I mean, last year you could argue a number of different reasons why they didn't necessarily deserve to win, uh, only based on the fact that, you know, it, we've, we've mentioned this in previous podcasts, but they didn't win uh, earlier this season. They lost 14 to 10 against the Patriots in Buffalo under incredible weather weather conditions. This time on a mostly level uh, field, weather not being an issue. Um, Josh Allen aired it out, and uh, and I thought the Bills looked great. Uh, there were some obviously some some issues at some points during the game, but uh, overall, I thought it was a great game. It was a well coached game. The Bills got past a lot of um, mistakes that they made, and it didn't bother them. And they just went on. They 
they they prove that they deserve to be uh, the the leader in the division, in the AFC East. And I, I mean, it was, it was such a great game to be uh, to be a Bills fan. And I want to open this up to you guys, John and Mike, my co-hosts. Um, after Christmas, this was an amazing Christmas gift. John, I'll start with you. Uh, what were your thoughts on the game, and did you see it the same way? Yeah, man, this uh, biggest game since the AFC Championship for sure. Um, I I woke up with like high anxiety, I had stomach issues going through the first half of this game. Just you know, it was just such a big game, and I just really wanted to win so badly. Um, I thought for the most part they did a good job of playing play to play and um and, and trying to to win um individual battles um the bills were aggressive they 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 dictated the game from the beginning in spite of missing a lot of players uh Beasley Davis Feliciano Star was out um Ford another guy that they play a lot on the line Epinesa was out um very aggressive i mean I mean, the Pats were too, right? The teams combined for 10 fourth down attempts, and they were both very successful at it. The Bills three for four, the Pats five for six. Um, the the Bills offensive line, I thought, played a lot better today in, in, in spite of um, some some of their shortcomings and the players that were out. And I, I saw somewhere Belichick's, this was his like, first game with the Pats where they didn't force a punt. Like that, That's pretty crazy considering how long he's been with the Patriots. Um, Today was Bill Belichick's 392nd game with the Patriots, and the first time his defense didn't force a single punt. A historic performance by Josh Allen and the Bills. Yep, that's it. It's crazy. Like, and the Bills were never losing at any point in the game. It's fantastic. That's incredible, Mike. Uh, what were your thoughts on on today's win? Christmas only comes once a year, Nice. <laughs> And you, and how long are you really going to live, right? <laughs> so you only get a select few. And this year, I was a little resentful because it felt Christmas the day felt a little anticlimactic because everybody's looking forward to today. At least everybody in Western New York. Um, so thrilled that Bills got a win. When can? How often have we been able to say that Bills beat New England in Gillette in a crucial game late in the season, right? Like never, not in our lifetimes, it doesn't feel like, not since the the Super Bowl years. Um, yeah, John hit the, the nail on the head with the fourth down. Like it was such an exciting game with the teams being as aggressive as they, they were. Like McDermott really showed me something. Like I think it's it's saying a lot about somebody when they can – flip the script because we've we've been critical in throughout the year of of him playing not to lose and just being overly conservative and today he he really went for the jugular on a number of occasions um but very very exciting um, and we've run out of superlatives for josh allen but his performance like how can he not be in the pro bowl like just an elite um where would this team be without him he just put puts week in and week out puts uh, the team on his back. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, this is, you're talking about how important this game was. I mean, this is the most, or, or when was the last time the bills won in Gillette or in general, like this is the most important bills win against the Patriots team since like 2011, when the bills won against Chan Gailey, because uh, I know I mentioned this on the last Patriots bills game, but there was you know, a Jacoby Brissett game, a Jimmy Garoppolo game. Like there wasn't, the Bills never beat Belichick and Brady uh, when it mattered, and or 
you know, obviously the Patriots in general. And this was the most important game um, that they could have won um, in that standpoint. And yeah, I mean, John mentioned the offensive line looked great today. I mean, with all the, with all the players that they were missing, I mean, hats off to them for not, I mean, even in the middle of the game, Ike Butker goes down, you know, he gets carted off and you're like, Oh great. Well, you know, now Deion Dawkins is in, um, which, uh, you know, it's kind of weird that he wasn't starting, but it must've been, uh, some of the, John, do you know why that is? Cause I'm just guessing and speculating. I don't know why he did not start. I don't know why Spencer Brown started instead of him at left tackle. I'll just put that out I, there. I, I don't know. I, my, my only guess is that maybe he, you know, still had some issues where he wasn't fully recovered from whatever was going on. And maybe they thought that, well, okay, it'll work out if he's a backup or in reserve, you know, he'll, he'll be, you know, kind of like how they do like emergency quarterback sometimes third string. You're like, mm-hmm. well, we're going to activate him, but we're not going to plan on starting him type of thing. But when Bucker went down, maybe they had to shift things around. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. That's gotta be it. Cause I'm, I'm not finding, I hadn't found anything on social media before the game. I he he played well, it seemed like, when he was in there, too. Like, yeah, I don't think yeah. they lost anything there. <laughs> yeah, sure. especially against Matthew Judon, you know, one of the best, you know, defensive ends, and especially when they got completely annihilated last last game by him. Um, yeah, I think he held up. I think, I mean, we can't go on much longer without saying how well Isaiah McKenzie played today. I mean, he was, you know, and, I, and I'll be the first one to admit that I was wrong last week when I said uh, – you know, I don't know if it matters if he's in or not, because today it, he was the difference, in my opinion. Obviously, Josh Allen was the guy that, you know, really lifted the team and put it on his shoulders. But, I mean, without Isaiah McKenzie out there, like, making those huge third down grabs, you know, third McKenzie level grabs, third and Isaiah, third McKenzie instead of third and Cole, uh, it was, he 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 was great. He, he was a great uh, breath of fresh air for that offense, and he helped elevate that team to another level to win today. And and the Patriots did not have an answer for him. He was everywhere, all over the field. Yeah, and I'm glad you said Third and McKenzie because I just wanted to point out how ridiculous that nickname was to begin with. Because you could say that about any player, just say, "Oh, his nickname is Third and whatever his last name is," and whatever. No, it just it just it's not absurd all the time. It's just well, absurd when I said <laughs> Third and McKenzie, Third and Isaiah. They see they're both they both sound funny, but Third and Cole on the other hand, it just I don't know. So he's getting he's not only getting his roster spot, he's also getting his nickname. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He could. I think he's earned it, dude. If you had to say, if you had to tell me at this point, right now, will they re-sign Cole Beasley at the end of the year when he's a free agent? Absolutely not. I mean, if you could get this kind of performance out of Isaiah McKenzie. And Cole Beasley hasn't had a great season, and he's also, you know, clearly not vaccinated. Um, and I know we'll have to have this conversation another time because this is such a momentous win. Um, we'll talk like vaccination and, and the coach's message again at some point. Uh, but you have to be on the field to help the team, and it's just it seems like there's some guys who are at some point it's selfish. <laughs> like mm-hmm. if you're trying to win a Super Bowl and you can't all pull in the same direction, right? Like, uh, I don't know. Well, you always say, Mike, and it's true. Availability is your greatest ability, right? And and we talked about this in August, like, oh, this is going to happen. Hopefully it hap- Like, hopefully it doesn't happen in a crucial game down the stretch. And that's exactly what it did. It's exactly. Goodness for Isaiah McKenzie. <laughs> I mean, if you have to think about it, like Isaiah McKenzie's a free agent. Cole Beasley's a free agent at this at the end of the year. I mean, how could you not even think like if, if they're both like one, a one B 
and the one guy's vaccinated and the other one isn't, how could, how could you as a coach be like, I'm definitely not going with the guy that's, I mean, how, how would you not say that you would have like, you know, you'd want one more than the other is all I'm saying. So, well, what you also got to break in Emmanuel Sanders into the equation because he's on a one-year contract. Would you, is, is McKenzie a flash in the pan? It, like he had one great game this year, one great game last year against Miami. Do you, I mean, I understand Sanders is, is older. He's 33, but he didn't have a good game. No. He, he, mean, had the, huge... he had the drop. He had the offensive pass interference. On the, on, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, that's a really good point, John. I mean, you have you have another guy that is going to be uh, yeah free agent next year, and he wasn't. Um, you have to wonder at this point is like when when Isaiah McKenzie wasn't getting a lot of snaps and a lot of touches, I figured it was just like the coaching staff just didn't trust him enough. And now when he has these breakout games, you have to wonder maybe the coaching staff was holding him back this whole time, and maybe he was really that talented. He just didn't get the opportunity to, because you know, that happens in the NFL, right? I mean, Antonio Brown had an amazing game uh, today and nobody wanted him for like a year or two. So like, there's a possibility that it was just overlooked by the bills, you know? Yeah. It, it's tough. I mean, they, they do have good depth. I mean, you know, you, you got to love Diggs, and uh, they got the young guy, Gabe Davis. But after that, after this year, like you, they got to figure that out just, you know, for the future. Yeah. Yes, they do. But that's a conversation for another time in the off season, man. That's a, I'm glad we're talking about it now. Cause it, it, it can't not be discussed a little bit, but let's go into our stats of the game. Stats of the game. They've done studies, you know, 60% of the time it works every time. That doesn't make sense. So you're telling me there's a chance. All people can come up with statistics to prove anything, Kent. 40% of all people know that. Stats of the game brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at DeLago. Let's start off with Josh Allen. Josh Allen was 30 for 47 today, 314 yards and three touchdowns. Amazing game for Josh Allen. Fire emoji rating for Josh Allen. Uh, in a clutch game like this, looking good on the road. John, how many fire emojis would you give him? 17. Out 17 out of five. Nice. I like it. <laughs> 17 out of five. Uh, Mike, how about you? The max. He was just dominant. Dominant. Absolutely. I agree. Five out of five and whatever max rating. 17, 1700 out of five. He, he was great today. Um, improv- improvising plays. Uh, when he could, a couple of shovel passes at key situations. I mean, he just, a couple of big scrambles for first down, scrambles. I mean, uh, he was a Bills leading rusher. That's the next step. Uh, 12 attempts, 64 yards. Um, he had that 25-yard run for a first down. You can't tell me, like, if, if, Mahomes, if it was a Chiefs game and Mahomes did half that stuff, the announcers would have been stroking out. <laughs> <laughs> right? And it's, oh, yeah. Ellen... Uh, that's, it, Alan never gets the full on praise not, from any announcer. Be like, what were if, if this was Patrick? Ma- no, no. If this was Patrick Mahomes, they would be like, everybody. I hope you all realize you're witnessing greatness out there. <laughs> like everybody, uh, take a breath. Once just, in a generational gonna, talent. Once in a generation. We're gonna as CBS as sportscasters. We're gonna take a moment of silence right now 
for this amazing, you know, display that Patrick Mahomes is putting on. You know, <laughs> he he threw on the run. Oh my God, MVP! <laughs> yeah, it's you're absolutely right. ridiculous that he's not in the Pro Bowl. Like, how crazy is this? It's it's insane. It's, unbel- it's, it's, it's unbelievable. Insane. I think, but you know what? Part of me thinks that, and I was hoping this that they took that disrespect of Allen not getting in and the entire Bills defense not getting in. Only two Pro Bowlers for the Buffalo Bills and Deion Dawkins and Stephon Diggs. I think they took that to heart today. And um, yeah. Ironically, we've been harping on the offensive line all season. <laughs> one of them gets in as a pro hey, one of them. <laughs> hey, one fifth doesn't make a whole offensive line, John. <laughs> Weakest link. <laughs> um, did, did you think it was Jerry Sullivan's comments that, that amped up the team to win today? Oh, yeah. Yeah. John, you sent that. T- no, I sent that that text to you guys. It was from uh, Bill, or I'm sorry, Bill Graham, Tim Graham. <laughs> where he said uh, Jordan Poyer screaming where jelly where Jerry Sullivan at where the bleep he's got what the bleep he's got to say as the safety walks to the locker room um Nero which is an interesting thing to have on the top of one's mind coming off a football field <laughs> hey man whatever you got to use as disrespect or or uh reasoning to get up in one of the most important games whatever that's fine I mean, you know, who knows? A multitude of things, right? You got that, that you got the, um, between the bad press, the division game on the line, like getting embarrassed two weeks, you know, a few weeks ago in New England or in Buffalo with New England, mm-hmm. uh, the Pro Bowl stuff, like all of it, like all of it combined culminated. And they did play a much more disciplined game today than they have all mm-hmm. season. There were, there were a few things like those penalties in the red zone and whatnot, but overall, they, they played. A, a, a lot more sound game today, I thought. Well, they weren't made to be one dimensional either. Last week or last game, uh, the Bills only had a chance to stop the run defensively or to, you know, run the ball. They they, they weren't going to run the score up to make Mac Jones throw the ball because that was a key in any of this was to get up by enough points where you had to have Mac Jones throw, and then you were really going to see how good he is. I mean, because everyone had been telling us, you know, in the national media, that, like this guy's this guy's good. It could be rookie of the year right like this and he so far he's been the best rookie quarterback of all the rookie quarterbacks but today the bills defense made him look you know subpar for sure he made they made him look like a rookie quarterback essentially yeah i mean he wasn't terrible but like he wasn't good like great you know like there were some misses and some behind you know missing receivers you know throwing behind them and stuff like that um no stuff that we're not used to seeing from new england quarterbacks right like brady doesn't make those throws very often misses like that like behind the guys hitting the dirt even like that just that just didn't seem to happen a lot with which was a which was a breath of fresh air as a bills fan oh it's easy when you cheat (laughs) but i mean all in all like i mean we're we're gonna get into you know uh mac jones in a bet um let me just finish reading off the rushing stats devin singletary next leading rusher three or uh 12 rushes for 39 yards and one touchdown Isaiah McKenzie, the Bills' leading receiver, uh, listen to this, 11 receptions on 12 targets, so 11 for 12, for 125 yards in one touchdown. Like, unbelievable game. Like, that's a great game for Stephon Diggs. It's a great game for almost any receiver in the NFL. That's unbelievable stat line. 11 for 12, 125, one touchdown. Stephon Diggs, next leading receiver, uh, seven receptions on 13 targets 
for 85 yards and one touchdown. They were off today, by the way. Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs, even though that's a pretty impressive stat line, 85 yards and a touchdown, uh, there were several different like miscommunications between the two, which is maybe once a game, but there were several, which I thought was kind of interesting. Odd. Devin Singletary was the next leading receiver, six or five receptions on six targets for 39 yards. And then we're just going to end it with Dawson Knox for uh, two receptions on three targets for 11 yards and one touchdown, that shovel pass touchdown uh, in the fourth quarter. Mac Jones today was 14 for 32, 145 yards, zero touchdowns, and two interceptions, both to which player? Micah Hyde. Uh, I didn't think Mac Jones looked terrible today. I've seen a lot of other pl- quarterbacks look uh, worse against this Bills defense, rookie quarterbacks especially. I thought I thought Mac Jones looked okay again. Like that's not an impressive stat line whatsoever. 14, it's less than fifty percent completion percentage, um, no touchdowns, uh, two interceptions. But um, I mean, he could have looked worse. I guess is all I'm saying. I'm not trying. I'm not trying to. Yeah, he's just he's just like Brady, game manager, you know, good defense, good running attack, you know, keep you in games, that kind of thing, right? Yeah, exactly. The team around you lifts you up as opposed to you lifting the team up around you, yes. <laughs> Damian Harris was the leading rusher for the Patriots. 18 attempts, 103 yards, three touchdowns, counted for every single touchdown. Leading receiver for the Pats. Uh, Jacoby Myers, uh, six receptions on eight targets for 59 yards. And that was Stats of the Game, brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at DeLago. Oh, wait, I forgot. I have a few more stats. A few more stats. Isaiah McKenzie. We were just talking about Isaiah McKenzie and Cole Beasley. Isaiah McKenzie joins Cole Beasley as the only Bills to surpass 10-plus catches in a game. They've both done it twice. (laughs) What do you know? Uh, Isaiah McKenzie was featured in both games. Dude, we could have a 1,500-yard receiver in Isaiah McKenzie if he just plays week in and week out. Jeez. <laughs> Josh Allen has surpassed 4,000 passing yards for the season, becoming the only team in, the only player in team history to tally multiple seasons with 4,000-plus passing yards. Josh Allen has three, had 300 yards passing today, which makes, made it his sixth 300-yard game this season. Uh, Dawson Knox had a touchdown today. Uh, Knox now ties Stefan Diggs for the team lead with nine receiving touchdowns this season. Stefan Diggs and Dawson Knox join Eric Moulds and Peerless Price in 2002 as the only time the Bills have had multiple players catch, catch nine plus touchdowns in a single season. Wow. Micah Hyatt has his fifth interception of the season. The Bills are the first team, the Buffalo Bills are the first team to win in New England in consecutive seasons by 10-plus points since the Denver Broncos did it in 1995 and 1996. And how did no defenders get selected to the Pro Bowl? <laughs> like, that's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's like the best defense in the NFL. <laughs> the Bills did not punt in a game for the fifth time in franchise history. Isaiah McKenzie's 11-catch, 125-yard day tied the most catches by a Bill this season and marked the second most receiving yards by a Bill. The Bills' offensive line did not allow a sack in a game for the first time since uh, the Halloween game against the Dolphins. So shout out to the to the Bills offensive line. Josh Allen has 131 total touchdowns in his career, the second most in NFL history in a player's first four seasons behind Dan Marino's 
144 touchdown. So that's pretty good. That's pretty good company to have, right? I mean, that's not the worst company. The players to have 34 plus passing touchdowns and 4,000 plus passing yards in back-to-back seasons in NFL history was Josh Allen this year, last couple of years. Tom Brady did it twice. Drew Brees did it twice. Peyton Manning did it once. And Aaron Rodgers did it once. Again, great company to be in. Uh, another stat. Buffalo Bills have clinched their third straight winning season for the first time since the 1991 to 1993 seasons. So you're talking Super Bowl era. Josh Allen has thrown for 30-plus passing touchdowns and 35-plus, 3,500-plus passing yards back-to-back seasons. All other Bills quarterbacks have combined for one such season in franchise history. Wow. And I believe that was Drew Bledsoe. So that was Stats of the Game brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at Delago. Are we going to take a quick commercial break? When we get back, we're going to do our sweet, sassy, molassy plays of the game. Maybe a Gettysburg play of the game. And our wall of famers and wall of shamers. And we'll try to get you. We have our giveaways, of course. So stick around and we'll be right back. Support for this show comes from Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence and Loom help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. That's why millions of teams around the world, including 75% of the Fortune 500, trust Atlassian Software for everything from space exploration and green energy to delivering pizzas and podcasts. Whether you're a team of two, 200 or 2 million, or whether your team is around the corner or on another continent altogether, Atlassian Software is built to help keep you all on the same page from start to finish. That way, every one of your teams, from engineering and IT to marketing, HR and legal, can stay connected and move together as one towards shared company-wide goals. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, Everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Welcome back to Circling the Wagons, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. This is our recap show. I'm your host, Nate. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm with my co-hosts, John and Mike. And we're discussing this huge, tremendous, amazing Bills win over the New England Patriots and Bill Belichick which if you saw his presser at the end, he was not very happy, which is uh, so good. It's borderline pornographic, if we're being honest. Bill Belichick being upset the whole time. Bill Belichick not having any explanations to the media about why the Bills are, uh, why he lost. It's just, uh, it's amazing. Unbelievable. Uh, let's go into our sweet, sassy, molassy plays of the game. Sweet, sassy, molassy. Get out the checkbook and pay grandma for the rubdown. Our sweet, sassy, molassy plays of the game brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at Delago. 
Um, John, I'll start with you. What was your sweet sassy molasses play of the game in today's win? I know there were, unlike some wins where there's just like one or two that stand out, this, there were just several really good plays. So this is a great segment for us to, to do together. Yeah, I agree. There were a ton of great plays, like all these third down and fourth down plays, uh, the, the touchdowns. It's really hard to choose. That last drive was really good in totality. Uh, but I, I, I'm going to go with that Allen to Knox touchdown at the end that iced it. I think I, I finally got to exhale for the first time today and, you know, let my stomach settle a little bit. And, uh, yeah, I, I'll go with that one. Mind you, John, you were the one that texted us when the Bills were playing the Patriots in the first game in Buffalo. The Bills are definitely going to win this game. And then last this last week, to your credit, you said the Patriots are definitely going to win this game, trying to anti or trying to jinx the Patriots. And um, you know, it was definitely a reverse jinx. Reverse jinx. Well done. Well done. I appreciate Thank that. You. We all appreciate Thank that. You. Thank you. Clearly, the uh, the difference of the game. I'm going to do mine next because it has to do with that drive as well. Um, I, I love the shovel pass to Dawson Knox. That was that was amazing. Um, I was just going to give it to Stefan Diggs or that to the play before that uh, or a several plays before that was Stefan Diggs um, got the shovel pass from Josh Allen on third and 10 to go for 19 yards to set up the Dawson Knox uh, touchdown. Uh, it was just, I mean, just more improv- improvisation by Stephon, or uh, Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs. They were on the right page on that one and uh, just a huge third down conversion for sure. So uh, both plays though. I mean, I, I do love the Dawson Knox touchdown pass too. Uh, or Mike, what, what was your uh, sweet sassy last you play the game? There's so many, but the one that sticks out to me is fourth and one Allen bootlegs. Oh, he was dead to rights and just managed to make a couple of moves um, and turned a tackle for a loss. And I don't know how many he ended up with five, six, seven yards, but just incredible display of athleticism. And it just shows you, you never, you're, uh, you're never out when he's got the ball in his hands. It's just, I'm out of superlatives for his performance today. He was just locked in. Haven't seen him like that very often. It just felt like there was no way they were going to lose that game. Yeah, he looked – yeah, good call, Mike, on that one. I, in the press conference, I was reading that after the Bills game, um, Deion Dawkins said that, uh, in essence, Josh Allen is worth a quarter of a billion dollars and he's worth every penny. And when you talk about a play like that, like Mike had, where, you know, he, like he said – he was dead to rights in the backfield and made a guy miss, made a couple guys miss, got the first down and more. It wasn't like he slid or just, you know, took that Josh Allen doesn't go down easy if he doesn't have to. Uh, loved it. Loved it. That was Those were those were all good plays. Now, those were Sweet Sassy Molassi plays of the game brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at DeLago. And uh, what about a, a Gettysburg of the game? Four score and seven years ago. Now, John mentioned that there was never a point where the Bills were uh, didn't have the lead the entire game. But is there a Gettysburg play of the game in today's win that you really think just kind of maybe not turn the tides, but just, you know, made it so that the Bills were firmly, uh, maybe not even firmly, just that the momentum had shifted for the Bills to win the game? Uh, John? Do you have one or you want me to start with Mike? Um, I mean, I, I don't think I have one just because, you know, the, the Bills, you know, they weren't losing at any point, like we said, but they also, 
they stay they stay calm, cooled, and collected, if you will, like throughout. Like the Bills scored, okay, okay, maybe the Patriots scored, but they stuck the game plan the whole time. Even even if it looked a little dicey, they just they just kept rolling with it, and they did what they did, even with the the red zone issues. I I don't know if there's a play that really shifted the momentum for me to to make the Bills win. They just kept doing the same thing the whole game, I thought. Yeah. Yeah, what about you, Mike? Anything stick out to you? Um, In the third quarter, Damian Harris uh, scored a touchdown to make it 2014. And again, it felt like the Bills were in control the whole game. And, and that score just made it sound too close because I thought the Bills had been playing dominant football um so the when the bills got the ball back to start the fourth quarter and singletary had the two-yard run to make it 26 14 um it felt good to have a little more breathing room uh pats again cut it to 26 21 so i I guess it was back it was back and forth like the true gettysburgs right is when they they pull ahead and don't look back and that may not have been until the i i was gonna say when the Bills put it put it ahead two scores in the fourth quarter, but the Pats came right back and made it twenty six twenty one. So maybe that Dawson Knox touchdown thirty three twenty one. I got like that's a good one. right because it hung yeah. in the balance until. Yeah. Um. I mean, if had the Bills had a had a, if we certainly didn't want to see a taint at that point. Uh, they yeah. fumble. They do like any little mistake in the in the Pats can win that game until they go up more than two scores late in the fourth. Yeah. Yeah, and the Bills didn't turn the ball over today. I mean, what any... a long, convoluted answer! <laughs> <laughs> long, convoluted answer to say that the it was John Sweet Sassy Molassi played the game. Um, what do you think about this one? Okay, what about in were the you listening quarter? or were you just waiting for your turn to talk? Oh, I did. Did you even say anything? <laughs> yeah, he's like, does it, anyone it, listen ever? <laughs> in my whole head, I'm just, I'm just like singing a song while. Mike's talking. Nobody <laughs> listens anymore to anything. They're just they're just waiting for you to stop talking so they can get their point. Are we on the wall of shame yet? <laughs> are we? <laughs> are we? Are we past all the Christmas? You know the the family get-togethers where people are we're asking the, you. We we did the giveaways already. Did we? <laughs> John's like signing off for me, John. Um, <laughs> you know, family get-togethers where people are only asking you how you're doing so that you can ask them how they're doing. That's always fun. <laughs> How's work going? Well, work's going. Oh, yeah. Well, my work's going. I was. I didn't even get a chance to ask you. <laughs> um, so what do you guys think about this one? I like I like the one Mike said because, you know, you didn't really get a chance to breathe, you know, when the Bills, the, the Pats were down by, you know, 12 points with less than three minutes left. I think it was like two and change maybe. But what about when the Bills were up 10-7 in the second quarter, Tyler Bass had just kicked the 25-yard field goal, the Patriots were driving, and then – they threw that interception that tipped off the hands of, I think it was like AJ Klein maybe. And then it also tipped off the hands of uh, Taron Johnson. And then it fell into Micah Hyde's hands and he got that first interception to stop that drive. I thought that was huge. I thought that was a, that was a drive that, you know, had the Patriots scored a touchdown or scored a field goal or at all. I mean, you know, it's just after that, the bills, you know, scored a digs had a 12 yard touchdown pass. I'm from Allen. They went up 17, seven. I thought that that was an impactful play that kind of swung the game a little bit one way or the other, especially because it was a turnover. Um, I'm not, well, I don't know if it completely shifted. I don't know if it shifted anything because the bills didn't score at all on that drive. They turned it over and downs on the one 
and the pass punted, and then they scored. So, like, a lot of things happened in between. That's right. That's our, right. Right after our that. Our definition of Gettysburg is very nebulous. <laughs> that's the problem. That's, tr- that's true, because that was the one where Sanders dropped the touchdown on fourth and goal, so nothing actually came of it. You're right. You're right. The Dicks- I mean, they ended up scoring, but, like, there was a few drives either way in between. I don't, All right. I, I don't know if that – I mean, it did stop their drive, so that, that was something. But I don't know. How did it, how did this even become a segment? Nate just came up with it. He liked it because he created it. And then the next thing you know, it's a thing. <laughs> I just waited for one of you guys to stop talking, and I made it a segment. <laughs> That's all it. Uh, Is that how third and Cole became a thing? I mean, That's I how remember third and Cole also against... became a thing. You guys have been against all segments. But in my defense, you haven't been coming up with new segments. So, I mean – you know, you can't really criticize if you're not coming up with new ones too, right? So <laughs> so now Mike's thinking super hard right now to think of another <laughs> segment that he could add that's better. Um, I just don't want to put in the effort. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we know, John. <laughs> Gettysburg of the game. That was brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at DeLago. Thank you guys for that. We're going to go into our Wall of Famers and Wall of Shamers which are also brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at DeLago. Let's start off with our Wall of Fame today. Wall. I think it it goes too easy to say Josh Allen, but maybe you guys are going to. Um, I'm just going to come out and say Isaiah McKenzie just had an amazing game. I think we've talked him up enough in this episode, but, I mean, he was just so so damn good out there. just clutch when you need to. Like I said, you know, for a guy that's been, you know, people say that maybe he doesn't have the hands or the ball security or whatever, uh, 11 for 12, no fumbles. So uh, I thought he had a great game, um, and he's on my wall of fame in today's victory. Uh, John, who is on your wall of fame in today's win? Well, I'm feeling very generous since, uh, you know, Christmas time, got the Christmas spirit going. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it to three different individuals. Um, Mackenzie, you know, obviously we've talked about 11 for – 125, one touchdown, a number of key plays during the game. Uh, Josh Allen, as you've mentioned, um, 378 total yards, passing and rushing, 88% of the offense. I mean, he's he's the Bills at this point. And then uh, McDermott, his aggressive his aggressiveness, he was aggressive, and it paid off. He <laughs> remained calm whenever the Pats answered back with a score. He sucks to the game plan. Uh, um I think he had the team more disciplined than usual. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to give it to those three guys. Love it. Is that the first thing hey. you did? You write that out? I feel like you wrote that out. That was so good, except for the blah, 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 blah part. That sounded scripted. I, I've been yeah. drinking scotch, yeah. so I'm a little, you know. <laughs> what do you think about this for a nickname for McKenzie? If he gets re-signed, I'm going to name him Clutch McKenzie. How's that? Wait, what was the what was the um, Spud McKenzie? Was that the Bud Light dog when we were kids? Too, too soon. Well, because he's dead. Or because he's too soon because McKenzie just had a good game. He doesn't deserve a nickname. Is that what you're saying? Spud McKenzie. Uh, clutch just McKenzie. Clutch, clutch implies a larger body of work, I feel. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. We'll, we'll, we'll keep it in the background. I, our listeners have amazing nickname uh, ideas, so we'll see. We'll see. I mean, we this might not matter. Like Just like Motor and Moss, right? Like, who knows? That didn't really go anywhere. Motor and Mayhem. So... Uh, Mike, who do you have on your wall of fame? John was feeling uh, giving. What about you? I would say only because 
we get to see Ellen week in and week out, and we've almost become accustomed to her heroics. But I thought McDermott has made the biggest leap for me week to week in the first Pats game to the second. Um, John already highlighted the aggressiveness, but he got everybody ready to play. Didn't let the COVID issue become a distraction. Um, I thought the offensive line somewhat paradoxically played their one of their best games of the year today. He got them ready to go. Um, I loved the game plan for today and just how we went for the jugular repeatedly put the and kept the ball in his best player's hands. So for me, it's McDermott. That's a good one. That's a good one also. Um, I'm going to give a shout-out, just like an honorable mention, to Josh Allen's shovel pass today. Uh, dude was on fire when he had the uh, – I mean, another trick up his sleeve. Another thing that we hadn't seen Bro, do, you, do you think that's the greatest thing in the world? Like, you could do that to me playing ball in the backyard. You could do that to a five-year-old. Couldn't you throw absolutely. a shovel pass? Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> yeah, just... absolutely. But no one ever utilizes it. No. You know? It's just like a pump fake. Every quarterback has the ability to do it, but no one ever really tried for the Bills in 20 years. Mm-hmm. You know, that was just right. like, uh, well, I, don't know, I just don't feel like doing it. Well, just do it. Shovel pass. Just do you it. Can, right. Just do it. Slide. How long? How many years have we seen a quarterback never slide and then just take hit after hit? You know, I also, yeah. So I'm going to give Josh Allen's shovel pass today. It was just, it was good. I, I noticed it several times. Um, the offensive line deserves a shout out. I think more impressive is like the throws across his body. like. True. The velocity, like you or I could throw a shovel pass. Like we can't throw those <laughs> like the uh, laser speak passes. <laughs> speak for yourself, Mike. I've been the known wobbly, to throw a few the wobbly duck. <laughs> Wait, Josh Allen, Thanksgiving. <laughs> Is that even a spiral? Did you even attempt a spiral, Nate? Or did that just slip out of your hands in the right direction? <laughs> yeah, there were a couple of plays that they show on replay. Which is you're right, Josh Allen rolling right, throwing to the middle of the field across his body. Uh unbelievable to see that. Sometimes I still don't believe that he's our quarterback. You know what I mean? Like it's like when's the other shoe gonna drop? And then he makes plays like that and you're like, Wow, like we're just guy special. Yeah, the the big one today, the third and ten when they were up seventeen seven, he hit um Emmanuel Sanders. He he was rolling out and then threw threw it across and back to the center of the field, he caught it. Converted, they end up getting a field goal to go up 20 to 7. Yeah. Shout out again to the offensive line for pass protection today, especially considering um, who they were going up against. And then also, um, you know, all the all the injuries that they sustained either through COVID or um, like Ike Butker getting carted off the field. Uh, I thought they did amazing today, considering all those things, considering who they were going up against. It was a good pass defensive line. Well, all right, let's go into our wall of shame in today's win. Shame. 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 John, who do you want to put on your wall of shame? Today's victory. Can you find one? Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to stick with the red zone offense, which has been an issue all season. Um they had the drop passes in the end zone, Sanders and Camaro. The Ducks touchdown got called back by an offensive line penalty. Same drive, another offensive line penalty. Uh Zach Moss tripping over his offensive lineman didn't get in the end zone. Uh, and they didn't score a touchdown on that drive. Um, I thought the play calling was suspect at times when they got, you know, on the, you know, inside the three. Uh, so, yeah, resident offense. Yeah. Mike, what about you? Who do you have on your wall of shame? Just the drops. I could see we're demoralizing 
for the fans, it's got to be demoralizing for the team. Uh, but I thought the the Sanders drop stuck out to me for sure. Yeah, I was going to kind of go along that same line, Mike. And my wall of shame goes to the wide receiver, wide receivers in general dropping touchdowns in the end zone. Um, first one going to Emmanuel Sanders, second one going to Jake Kumro. And then even like on the defensive side, Levi Wallace had a missed interception in the end zone um, at one point in the game. Um, just guys just, yeah, just letting Josh Allen down mostly. Uh, yeah, that was uh, – usually you don't see that from Sanders. He's usually a pretty good, uh, pretty good uh, player to, to catch the ball. What do you call that, wide receiver? <laughs> so it was it was weird to see that. Um, unfortunately, hey, Wall of Shame goes to the Pats fans. Patriots fans were just shuffling out with two minutes left in the game. The team's down by two scores. I mean, Mike, you made me stay to the entire end of the uh, – the Colts uh, destroying the Buffalo Bills like 45 to 16 or whatever it was. And there was absolutely no chance the Bills were going to make a comeback. And you're like, no, let's stay to the end. Let's get closer to the field. <laughs> let's get closer to the field to see this beat down. <laughs> so, yeah. Can we be can we be honest? Like, Patriots fans aren't real Patriots fans unless you're, like, over the age of 25 or something and you've actually noticed – you've actually been a part of the team or been watching the team since before – they were amazing. So maybe like 30, maybe closer to 30 years old. Right. Yeah. I mean, I can understand if you're from the area and born into it and stuff, but like, it doesn't, you know, like people around here, right. <laughs> it doesn't make as much sense. Right. Yeah. But it was funny just watching them leave the, their stadium when the game was still kind of winnable, probably not unlikely, but still those fans wouldn't do that. Yeah. I mean, you guys are talking about saying that. I mean, yeah, same thing. I remember, you know, we had season tickets. Oh, Bills are getting beat by the Patriots, fifty-six to ten, or whatever the heck the score was. Stayed until the last second kicked off. Yeah, I think the only reason for that is because the the comeback game, right? Like it's like, well, there's still a chance because it was that one game <laughs> where they did it. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they'll do it again. <laughs> <laughs> they happened once in franchise history. Maybe it'll happen. <laughs> Maybe we'll win the lottery again. So. All right, now we're going to go over to Twitter. So Mike and John, we are doing our first ever Twitter space. We have just gone over, gone over our wall of famers and wall of shamers in today's victory. I'm going to read some that I've uh, we've gotten over Twitter. If you guys are listening and you want to be a part of the podcast, if you've never heard our podcast before, we do Wall of Famers and Wall of Shamers each week, kind of like our MVP and LVP in the win or loss. We gave ours. I'm going to read some that I've gotten over Twitter because after every week, we we note a in today's victory, who or what is on your Wall of Fame and Wall of Shame. So this is an opportunity. If you're interested in being a part of this, just request the mic and I will send it over to you. I know it's a little bit late. I appreciate all you guys staying up. We have, you know, we have two co-hosts and, you know, on different time areas, uh, holidays, people traveling, a lot of things going on. So first thing I'm going to do is read some of the tweets from our followers on Twitter. Right, let's see. OG Singletary Stan. OG Singletary Stan writes, Wall of Fame, Allen stepped up and didn't let drops get to him. Kept up poise. Shout out to iMac for executing when being asked to step up. Now, I like is uh, iMac. I've never heard iMac before. That's a that's a good nickname. It's a good nickname. I haven't heard that one. I've heard Little Dirty being used, but I haven't heard iMac. I kind of like that one. Not going to lie. Uh, Wall of Shame. 
said, Unfortunately, Sanders dropped some relatively easy passes, still played well, but left too much on the table. Should have been a game. Absolutely. We mentioned this earlier in the podcast, which we'll release um, later tonight, but uh, the pa- the drops in the end zone, especially particularly having to do with uh, Emmanuel Sanders and then Jay Kumro having that one later in the game, uh, they just killed the Bills. All right. I'm going to read a few more tweets. Wall of Fame, Wall of Shame. Uh, I have the Kenosha Kickers. AJ Tharp. He's in Wall of Fame. McKenzie in the slot. Third and McKenzie may become a thing. Single. We mentioned that earlier on the podcast. You'll have to listen to that. We talked. We got into it. Mike and John and I got into it. Believe me, a little third and Cole, a little third and McKenzie, a little third and Isaiah. That uh, that that might have some legs. Singletary is blossoming as a feature back. Knox did better than his stats showed. His blocking helped keep Allen to zero sacks, and Allen for his dominance. Yeah, wall of shame. Points left off the board from drops and penalties. Yeah, at one point during the game, the Bills were two for five on red zone conversions. So, and the Pats were two for two. And sometimes, man, that's really all that matters. It did not matter today. I'm going to go into Nick T. Nick T. Voiceover Nick was in. He says, wall of fame, Allen's various passes under pressure. Quick release, half quick release, across the body on the run, quick shovel passes, uh, wall of shame, Beasley's internet presence. <laughs> I think we're going to get into Beasley today, especially when he wasn't even on the field. But uh, Nick also writes, great win in a must-win game. We want to see continued better play, perfect time to begin to peak. Absolutely. You know, some people say, uh, you know, the good thing about today's win is, I was talking about it with my family when we were uh, watching it, is that, you know, you're looking at this game, and you don't care what happened in week three or when the Bills lost to the Jaguars. Because today's game was the most important game, and that win was the most important win of the season. Now, obviously, if they won that game, would it be a little better? Sure, of course. But that Jaguars loss doesn't even matter, because now the Bills are in the driver's seat. As long as they win out, they will win the AFC East. All right, Richard W. Griswold is in. He writes, Wall of Fame, Allen, third in McKenzie. <laughs> I think I think they're just trying to trigger me. No, it's okay. It's okay. Hey, if McKenzie comes back another year, Oops, I did mute myself. Thank you. Thank you, Big R. I thought I was just muting all of you guys, which is all I wanted to do. I want you guys to speak. I didn't want you guys to speak. I just wanted to. Thank you for that. Um, <laughs> uh, Wall of Fame. He writes, Alan, third and McKenzie. Like I said, it's trying to trigger me. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens, man. If, if, he, if he gets re-signed after this season, um, which is a possibility, uh, but an amazing game like that. I mean, two times has he ever been featured in the Bills' offense. Well, I don't even, I would, I don't even want to say featured. He was just a big part of it, and he just the Dolphins game didn't didn't count last year because it was the Dolphins. The Bills didn't need it, but man, this was a big game. Third and McKenzie, clutch McKenzie, man. Uh, he also writes Diggs, Knox, Singletary, the offensive line, and the defensive line. Hide the punter, <laughs> the punter, the disappearing act. Dable, Frazier, and McDermott, Richard. You're just going all over the map, man. You just want to give. You can give the whole team the Wall of Fame if you want. You know. And he, oh, he writes Gettysburg Play. Now, for those of you that may not have heard our podcast before or follow it, uh, sometimes we do a Gettysburg Play of the game, which is basically like a Civil War, like the turning point of the game, if there is one. And he wrote the shovel pass to Diggs on fourth down, which is an amazing call. And I say that because that was the one I used. So, um, no, actually, it wasn't the one I used, but that's a good one also. <laughs> I used a different one earlier in the podcast. 
Original Hatriot writes, he, he, he wrote too late for this guide tonight. And he mentioned, because we were originally supposed to do this Twitter space around 10 o'clock, and it's around 11.45. So uh appreciate all of you guys that are actually there to stay up for this. Uh, but he wrote too late for this guy tonight. Wall of Fame, McDermott, and the wheelbarrow he used to carry his stones. It's <laughs> a good one. I like that. Wall of Shame, the elderly female Pat fan who tried to trip my 17-year-old daughter leaving the game. Low-class knuckle-draggers. Go Bills. Now, I know that original Hatriot lives in Massachusetts, which I always think of that. Um, that uh, Remember Mike in Indiana Jones and the Holy Grail? That part where he's just like, you know, they have to go get the uh, the Holy Grail in Germany. And uh, yes, that was a part. It was a crucial part. That should almost be the Gettysburg. We'll just call that. Indiana Jones travel into Berlin to get... He's always like... And his father was like, you want to go into Berlin? Into the lion's den? Diary, right? Oh, yeah, the diary to get the grail. You're right, you're right. The diary to get the grail. He said, you want to go into the lion's den? Every time I think of somebody who goes to, like, New England or the Patriots or that lives in Massachusetts who's a Bills fan, I always think, yeah, you live in the lion's den. And this just proves it. He said somebody... An elderly female Pat fan tried to trip his 17-year-old daughter leaving the game. That's that's pretty crazy. Unless, of course, your daughter was talking mad smack. I mean, then the elderly female Pat fan had nothing but to do but to try to trip you like Matthew Judon tried to trip uh, Josh Allen during the game. Let's see. All right, we're going to go over to B Mormon 2020 who was on baby duty up until recently, and uh, he's, uh, he's now on... Hey, be more in 2020. Can you hear me? Hey, I am doing well. Are you still on baby duty or what? Uh, no, I'm, I'm good. The timing worked out. But yeah, got a 10 month old at home. Oh, congratulations. Congratulations. Awesome. Awesome. So, uh, what, who or what is on your wall of fame and wall of shame in today's huge win? Yeah, I really liked um, that. I didn't even have to think about the offensive line today. It didn't even come up. So, they really uh, pulled together and made it made it a great game, right? And I don't know how much of that is Josh Allen just making plays and first stem blocking, but they had seemed like they had a big part of it, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then on Wall of Shame, um, I think that just the the cabal that wants uh, Brady to play against Bill Belichick in the Super Bowl, I, I think Jerry Jones may be behind it. I don't know. The <laughs> boost sale, something like that, but that that cabal is is a real shame, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. You think? Do you think we'll get past that cabal and make it through there, or is it already determined? It's already determined. Wait, just like the the presidential election of twenty twenty four, it's already f- decided who's who's actually going to win. It's really hard to say exactly, and, and that might be all tied into it. You no, know, we don't we don't know. So. Mm-hmm. A lot of players, a lot of shadow actors here going on. So, well, they don't want us to know. Be Mormon twenty twenty, so we won't know, but. Um, appreciate you coming in, man. Obviously, avid listener, supporter. So thank you for coming in on that. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I wonder, should I still read yours? Because you still had some good other rights. Yeah, but no, you know what? You had a good one. You had a good one. Appreciate you coming in. And, he uh, seems very knowledgeable. He does seem very knowledgeable. Uh, are you thinking about, about the start- cabal? About the cabal. <laughs> good point. Good point. What if they come? The, the less we talk about it, the less lists we get put on. In the dark webs and all that stuff. Yeah, the less we, uh, you know, hey, look over here. Mike Graham tweeted it. Mike Graham wrote in <laughs> Wall of Fame 
Little Dirty, uh, and Josh Allen, obviously. Wall of Shame, my language, because um, have I sworn you on this podcast? Am I going to put the explicit mark on it? I can't remember if I have. Have I? Mike, John? I don't think I've let it loose. You guys don't care. It doesn't matter. The Bills won. It doesn't matter. I'll put the explicit tag on it. He says, because fuck the Pats, fuck the haters, and fuck the Pro Bowl snubs. Let's go, Bills. Also, Sanders proving to us that Davis is wide receiver, too. Yeah, man, you haven't seen Davis drop a lot of passes like that. He is clutch. Uh, Red Raider Z1 <laughs> writes in, Wall, Wall of Shame is the Bills coaching staff for absolute misuse of the talent that they have. And I'm sure when he's saying this, he means Isaiah McKenzie. The old line was a ragtag, but it was the best Allen has had all season. No sacks, but sit baits, etc. more. McKenzie is an, is an absolute abomination. He is a, as elusive as Hill from KC. By all means, sit him, McClappy. Hardhead. Wow. Wow. That is, that is like, I mean, you're talking about a guy that's, uh, he's going all in on the coaching staff. I mean, it's just, (laughs) instead of looking at this like, this is a great win, the Bills finally have something that maybe they didn't think they had. He's just like, how do you, how do you not know that you have this amazing talent? And I think that they do deserve some criticism, for sure. For sure, they deserve some criticism. But I don't know if they deserve uh, all of that. I think every team in the NFL has a little bit of that going on. You have biases. You have biases as far as who you believe is the best performer at any job. And then sometimes when, you know, you got Will Ferrell from Step Brothers getting, you know, the Catalina wine mixer, you know, realize all his time that he can handle it. He's like, I want it. I want it. I want to get that nut. <laughs> Whatever he says. Um, give me the Catalina wine mixer. All right. Uh, <laughs> Should we should we make the Catalina wine mixer into a segment into the into the podcast? Mike just mentioned how he doesn't like Gettysburg. What do you know? Mike complaining about something. What do you think? Amorphous. It's not defined. Okay, it's not defined. It is defined. It's something that you well, the Wall of Fame and Wall of Shame isn't necessarily defined as like you know it's it's who or what. You could say the entire build offense, right? And then with you know the Wall of Fame or with the Gettysburg play the game, and you could be a play that you know swings the momentum, you know, for the Buffalo Bills or against them. We'll have a conversation about this off air, okay? Jeez. You're making me look stupid on Twitter spaces, Mike, all right? <laughs> You're just waiting for me to stop talking so you can get your point in. Um, <laughs> Kevin Kaiser is it. He says, Wall of Fame, Josh, McKenzie, and Singletary. Wall of, a lot of people, people giving McKen- Singletary some Wall of Fame praise. I mean, I, I thought he had a good game. I guess I didn't think he had an amazing game. Uh, but solid, solid for sure. I'm definitely standing out amongst the running back group, but Wall of Shame, he has run defense, bad D, penalties, penalties that we got away with, but still, Milano and Hughes, McDermott timeout and management. We did not discuss those those penalties. I, I feel like every week, for the most part, we're ragging on the refs for never being able to get it right or always calling, uh, always making calling penalties against the Buffalo Bills that they shouldn't. Uh, the Bills got away with one today with that Jerry Hughes push specifically. Um, in in replay, you know, we always say this on a podcast, right? Like, we're the most non-biased Bills fans out there, Bills podcast out there. Like, if anything, we say that, you know, the Bills deserve the penalties. No, he's trying to hold them up. He was trying to hold them he, up. He, he wasn't trying to, like, <laughs> He wasn't. No, no. There was no, there was no, yeah. There was no shenanigans being done there. It was just. 
he, he did extend his arms in a pushing fashion, but then he tried to grab, but he only extended his arms so he could grab up Mac Jones and pull him up. I mean, he was doing him a favor, if we're being honest. And Mac Jones just fell over like a soccer player. Step in, we have Karen. Karen says, Wall of Fame McKenzie back in the lineup, finally. He as he had a huge impact on the game. Allen rushing stats topping league is just so impressive. Diggs fired up, Hyde with two picks. Uh, we didn't mention, I mean, we mentioned the picks that Hyde had, but he just saying it out loud. He, had, he was the one. He was the player that had both picks. Uh, wall of shame, terrible penalties at crucial times. Allen, Allen, Karen gives Allen 100 fire emojis, and that is just tremendous. We usually give it out of a five fire emoji scale, but Karen going all 100, 100 out of five. Then Gettysburg, she says, the high tip interception. Yes, that was a, that, spoiler alert, Karen, I kind of mentioned that in our Gettysburg. So, um, let's see, Bill Lasso was not able to get in. That might be an issue on our end, Bill Lasso. I would say that even though, uh, you know, everyone else didn't have an issue, but that might be my issue too. This is all new. Uh, Andrew, in at a underscore Cuso 10 wall of fame the face of the franchise isaiah mckenzie josh allen four and a half fire emojis out of five would have been five if not for the almost interception on the final drive mcdermott for staying aggressive yeah we did not mention that play he did throw jc jackson almost had that play again another miscommunication between stefan diggs and josh allen today which is not normally the case they had several of those today then he also gives uh, McDermott for staying aggressive on the Wall of Fame. Absolutely. Absolutely. McDermott deserves a, a ton of credit in that respect. Wall of Shame, he writes, Run D still needs work, but I'll take the W. We control our own destiny moving forward. Absolutely. Absolutely. So if anyone's listening, if you want to uh, request the mic, you're more than welcome to, to give your Wall of Fame and Wall of Shame in today's victory. Thanks for staying up late with us. Those that are listening, I know it's late. I know some people are working tomorrow. Uh, so appreciate you guys doing this. I'm going to do a couple more live and, uh, and we'll call it a wrap. Jason Statham is in Jason, who is in the UK. So he has been asleep for about eight hours now. He writes wall of fame, uh, the plaudits pundits, maybe you say pundits will go to my Isaiah McKenzie and rightfully so Josh was unbelievable today as well, but I'm going to give it to the O line stepped up big, stepped up big time plus no sacks. He says, Wallace Shame Edmonds. I love the guy, but I've noticed he's been a step slower lately. Fuck the Pats. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, Tremaine Edmonds is one of those guys that like, so every season we have a guy in the podcast where it's like, I want to love you. Please let me love you. You're not letting me love you. And like last season, it was Dawson Knox. You know, the season before, I can't remember. But season before that, it might have been Josh Allen. Who knows? But. Uh, Tremaine Edmonds is that guy for me. Like, he's not terrible. He's definitely not. I mean, he's pretty good, but he just, for that first round pick, you just want him to be outstanding, right? You want to see him flash a couple of times a game. We were talking about Ed Oliver before the beginning of the season. Like, this was his year to step up, and you see him flash like once or twice a game. Kind of reminds me of Kyle Williams. Well, now we're looking at, you know, Tremaine Edmonds to take that next step, too. Dawson Knox took that step this season. He's unbelievable. Now we need Tremaine Edmonds to take that next step. Um, and I feel like when he says, I love the guy, but I've noticed he's a step lower. It's like we always have to have that little asterisk. Like, we love you. We want to love you. Like, just let us love you. You did that guy wrong. Plaudits. Is Plaudits? What is Plaudits? Yeah. Okay. Great. Oh, Plaudits is an expression of crazy. What? 
<laughs> yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, that's interesting. I thought he just spelled something wrong. See, that's my fault. Yeah, I just can't let that go by. Yeah, you like, can't. Oh, what an idiot. <laughs> Jason Statham is now going to stop listening to Circling the Wagons because I originally thought that. So, <laughs> Bill's backer, St. Pete wrote, Wall of Fame, Allen, McKenzie, and the O-line, who exceeded my expectations by a million today. Aggressive play calling and fourth down conversions. Wall of Shame, can't think of anyone right now because I'm just so blissfully happy that we showed up and played a complete game today. This was by far the biggest win. I, I places like, I mean, you don't get here without the, um, without the win over KC, obviously, but, but man, it was just, this was the one. All right, one more, one more, one more. Uh, Joey Hanover, though. Joey Hanover, Wall of Fame, uh, McKenzie, Allen, and Diggs after they started coalescing again. Ooh, coalescing, Joey. I mean, geez, you know, you don't have to break out the big words on us. I just didn't even know what plot it's meant. So you're going to break out coalescing? Again, did I get that one right, right, Mike? Coalescing? Okay, okay, that's all right. OL was great today. The offensive line was great today. Pass defense was stout. Defensive line got a ton of pressure against a great offensive line. And the wall of shame is the run defense continues to be a problem recently, despite our rank of the year. Dane Jackson got roasted a few times. He did get roasted, which is a great point, but unlike, you know, other cornerbacks that get roasted, like he still was in... He's still like Levi Wallace, like he still had the ability to make a play, you know what I mean? Like he wasn't far enough away where he couldn't make a tackle. Like he wasn't, you know, off the screen. Like he he did get burnt, but that's okay. I'm fine with it. Joey Hanover also writes, uh, Gettysburg plays of the game. Every one of our fourth down conversions seemed to be put a little seemed to put a little bit more coal in our fire. Absolutely beautiful. Oh, I was I was thinking he was gonna say coal in the stocking. Coal in the stocking of Pats fans. Five fire emojis for Allen today. And I think we're going to end it on that one. Thank you guys so much for contributing in the space, the Twitter space, being a listener. Being, I see several listeners on there coming in and out the entire time. Appreciate you guys staying up late for doing this. Um, and we're going to end it. Oh, we'll do our quick giveaway quick on the, uh, why not do it? Why not do it on the Twitter space? Whatever. Five giveaways. We got Singletary jerseys, Moss jerseys, Tremaine Edmonds, who I just mentioned, <laughs> jersey. We got some signed mini helmets and stuff like that. I'm gonna pick five at random. Mac Madam fifteen. That's Mac Madam fifteen. We have J D Prinzenhoff. J D Prinzenhoff. Miss Molly. That's Miss Molly M S S Molly. We have Dina underscore fourteen. That's Dina underscore fourteen. And Miss A from B K. That's Miss A from B K. All the winners of today's podcast. And appreciate you guys being a part of this Twitter space. Twitter Space is brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at Delago. So in the, uh, thanks for everyone that contributed to the Twitter Space. Hopefully that was uh, audible. Uh, the Bills stand right now fourth in the AFC standings um, as the leader of the AFC East. Um, the Chiefs or the, the Chiefs are have the first seed. The Titans have the second seed. The Bengals have the third seed over us, which is based on the conference record. The Bengals are seven and three. The Bills are six and five there. Uh, so that's why that is the way it is, why the bills aren't fourth or third instead of fourth. And yeah. Yeah. So the Patriots well, 99% chance right now to make the playoffs, 88% chance to win the division. And then certainly we think they can take care of business with Atlanta and the jets. Right. Um, yeah. that would lock up the division. Yeah. The jets who are now four and 11 and the Falcons are seven and eight. Yeah. Want to take a stab at the point spread for the Falcons? 
Oh yeah. You know, that's my favorite part. Um, I'm going to let John go first. I always go first, John. How magnanimous of you, Nathan. Yeah. I am the most modest person that is, that has ever existed. So this should not surprise you. John. <laughs> 14. Nate. Wow. Is it in Buffalo or is it in Atlanta? Buffalo. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to go th- uh, do I go 13 and a half or 14 and a half to beat John? Uh, I'm going to go 13 and a half. I think it's going to be a little bit under 14, uh, 14, John. Oh, <laughs> John, could this day get any better for you? <laughs> he wins his fantasy. He wins his fantasy playoff game. The bills win today and he, and he hits the, the spread right on the number. My, my wife is sushing me because the kids are asleep. Oh yeah. Yeah. Katie does that. My wife does that constantly. <laughs> um, all right, guys. Well, you know what? Uh, those were Wall of Famers and Wall of Shamers brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at Delago. And obviously the the point spread that uh, Mike just gave you for next week's game against the Falcons brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at Delago, which is a great place to uh, to place a bet, which we have we have several times. So I would definitely take the over on that with the Bills just crushing it uh, over and over again. So I think we're going to call it a day. Signing off for John. Hey, the the Bills are ten and one in the AFC East over the last two seasons. They haven't won the division in consecutive seasons since the ninety to ninety one seasons. Let's go, bring on the Falcons. And for Mike, yeah, ridiculous how good Allen is, and he just keeps getting better. Today was became the first Bills player in history with back to back four thousand yard seasons, and it just. It seems like he's going to keep adding to the streak. The future is very bright. Looking forward to next week. Go Bills. And for me, Nate, the Bills just – I hope this I hope this completed your holiday season. It's like Clark Griswold in Christmas Vacation when he, when he lights up the house and all his family members and he's crying. He's like, you know what? I hope this really helped to make your Christmas season that much brighter. Go Bills, and we'll talk to you guys again next week. Thanks for everyone that contributed to the Twitter space. Hopefully that was uh, audible. Uh, the Bills stand right now fourth in the AFC standings um, as the leader of the AFC East. Um, the Chiefs are the the Chiefs are have the first seed. The Titans have the second seed. The Bengals have the third seed over us, which is based on the conference record. The Bengals are seven and three. The Bills are six and five there. Uh, so that's why that is the way it is. Why the Bills aren't fourth or third instead of fourth. And yeah, yeah. So the Patriots, ninety nine percent chance right now to make the playoffs, eighty eight percent chance to win the division, and then certainly we think they can take care of business with Atlanta and the Jets, right? Um, yeah, that would lock up the division. Yeah, the Jets who are now four and eleven, and the Falcons are seven and eight. So yeah, want to take a stab at the point spread for the Falcons? Oh yeah, you know that's my favorite part. Um, I'm going to let John go first. I always go first, John. How magnanimous of you, Nathan. Yeah. I am the most modest person that is that has ever existed. So this should not surprise you. John? <laughs> 14. Nate? Wow. Is it in Buffalo or is it in Atlanta? Buffalo. Ooh, yeah. Uh, I'm going to go... I'm going to go... Th- th- do I go 13 and a half or 14 and a half to beat John? Uh, I'm going to go 13 and a half. I think it's going to be a little bit under. 14. 14, John. Oh! <laughs> John, could this day get any better for you? 
<laughs> he wins his fantasy. He wins his fantasy playoff game. The Bills win today, and he and he hits the the spread right on the number. My, my wife is shushing me because the kids are asleep. Oh yeah, yeah. Katie does that. My wife does that constantly. <laughs> um, all right, guys. Well, you know what? Uh, those were Wall of Famers and Wall of Shamers brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at Delago, and obviously the the point spread that uh, might just gave you for next week's game against the Falcons brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at Delago, which is a great place to uh, to place a bet, which we have we have several times. So I would definitely take the over on that with the Bills just crushing it uh, over and over again. So I think we're going to call it a day. Signing off for John. Hey, the, the Bills are 10 and 1 in the AFC East over the last two seasons. They haven't won the division in consecutive seasons since the 90 to 91 seasons. Let's go bring on the Falcons. And for Mike? Yeah, ridiculous how good Allen is, and he just keeps getting better. Today was became the first Bills player in history with back to back 4,000 yard seasons, and it just it seems like he's going to keep adding to the streak. The future is very bright. Looking forward to next week. Go Bills. And for me, Nate, the Bills just I hope this I hope this completed your holiday season. It's like Clark Griswold in Christmas Vacation when he when he lights up the house and all his family members and he's crying. He's like, you know what? I hope this really helped to make your Christmas season that much brighter. Go Bills, and we'll talk to you guys again next week. Buffalo stand up. It's the mafia. <laughs> uh, it's a Bill City. Yeah. A Buffalo Bill City. Yo. Uh, it's a Bill City. Yeah. A Buffalo Bill City. Yo. We got Josh Allen, got Step Digs, we got Cole. Deion Dawkins, cause you know it's about to snow. You know we on a roll No competition and it's not even close Yeah Ike McKenzie on a jet sweep Maybe it's a fake Honestly, it's a TD either way When you got Diggs and Bees and Gabe Davis Three-headed single Terry Moss Brader Who gon' stop us? We the greatest Forget Mahomes, forget Kelsey, forget Hill Come and replay us Cause we ready Sebastian like Boogie, yeah, we ready Moving for Cody Four. Ready, kick they bucket like Ike. Yeah, we ready. Dawson Knox with a spike. Are you ready? Season tickets, I'm hype up the team. Ready, Buffalo. This is our team forever. Forever. We got Josh Allen, got step digs, we got Cole. Deion Dawkins, cause you know it's about to snow. Mafia, you know we on a roll. No competition, and it's not even close. It's a Bill City. A Buffalo Bill City. It's a Bill City. It's a Bill City. Yeah. A Buffalo Bill City. Buffalo Bill City. Yeah. We got Josh Allen, got Step Digs, we got Cole. Deion Dawkins, cause you know it's about to snow. Mafia, you know we on a roll. No competition and it's not even close. It's a Bill City. It's a Bill City. Yeah. A Buffalo Bill City, Buffalo Bill City, yeah. What? It's a Bill City, it's a Bill City, yeah. A Buffalo Bill City, Buffalo Bill City, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. 
Taron Johnson with a pick six. It's just too easy. Don't pass it to Treyway. Please believe me, we got high right behind him and Poya free. Please don't run up the middle unless you want to meet a star. Greg Rousseau will show you what he's about. Trey Edmonds and Matt Milano can't get around him. Our team is grounded. Oh, yeah. Sebastian like Boogie. Yeah, we ready. Moving for Cody Ford. We ready. Kick they bucket like Ike. Yeah, we ready. Dawson Knox with a spike. Are you ready? Season tickets. I'm hype up the team. Ready. Buffalo. This is our team forever. Forever. We got Josh Allen, got Step Diggs, we got Cole. Deion Dawkins, cause you know it's about to snow. Mafia, you know we on a roll. No competition and it's not even close. It's a Bill yeah. City. Yeah. 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 A Buffalo Bill City. Thank you for listening to the Circling the Wagons podcast. Download and subscribe to us in your favorite podcast service. Email us at ctwpod at gmail.com. That's Charlie Tango Whiskey Pod at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at ctwpod. And most importantly, go Bills! Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills, mate. <laughs>